welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center Podcast Studio B. This is the new old school podcast. I'm your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You can download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, and Spotify. They're all free. Why, it's freer than a slap in the face from Will Smith. Can we please stop seeing this? I mean, I'll let him come slap me if it means I don't have to hear any more about it. Download the free apps, listen to the new old school podcast. Way less painful than a slap in the face from Will Smith. Uh, Let me mention here as well that I started just a week ago uh, posting the Sermon of the Week. You can be sure to keep an eye out for that every week as well as the new old school podcast. I will try to do the Sermon of the Week every Monday, every Monday, but it'll be on the... uh, in the same areas, you find the New Old School Podcast. It's brought to you by the New Old School Podcast. But these are the sermons of the week. That'll be those sermons that we are preaching from the church at the MHC on Sundays. So be sure to please catch that weekly as well. Now you have two different things to check out every week. Again, all free. No charge means no excuses. Well, how's everybody doing today? We are in the middle of a great series titled The Gifts of the Spirit. And let's look at them again quickly today, the gifts of the Spirit. Again, these are those gifts that are found in 1 Corinthians 12. Let's look at these again. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. There are diversities of gifts, but it's the same Spirit. There's differences of ministries, but it's the same Lord. There's diversities of activities, but it's the same God that works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. 1 Corinthians 12. So don't forget to go back if you have not done so. Listen to these in order. They do build one upon another. We are working towards a goal here, so do that if you have not. But we've been looking into these because there is a danger, and I've seen it for many, many years. Those who would just, out of simple ignorance, really, we, we know the Apostle Paul said, I don't want you ignorant about these, but most people are. And out of that ignorance, many have confused the gifts of the Spirit with what any believer can and should be doing by faith and through faith. So we have some who... Uh, see somebody moving by faith, you know, the faith that comes by the hearing of the word of God, that faith that all believers can have. And they see someone doing something uh, that we've been encouraged to do through the word by faith. And they think, wow, they must have the gift of, you know, we hear people say that, oh, they're really gifted to do yada, yada, yada. On the other hand, we have those that are working their faith and people are saying, oh, no, you can't just do that. It has to be the gift in operation. No, you can't just do that anytime you want to. Or we have those that the gift is in operation and they move by that gift. And in that instance, and then people are like, oh, well, they always, well, no, no, they don't always. They don't have the gift of anything. 
It's as the Spirit wills, and yet we can and have been encouraged to do many things by faith. So that's the issue. What's what and who does what and when do they do it? And that's that's what we've been looking into here on this podcast series. So today, the gift of working of miracles, a very misunderstood gift for sure. So the working of miracles, when we see this, if we look into the English language on this one, uh, when we see this word miracle, well, it means one thing generally speaking, but when used specifically, it really does mean something else. And we know this word miracle is used as a figure of speech often when we talk about miracle drugs or miracle ear, right? That's a, a hearing aid called miracle ear or, uh, you know, miracle laundry detergents or, you know, it was a miracle my son cleaned his room or the cat came home. Well, none of those things are, are a miracle specifically speaking, but I suppose generally they could be. All those things are doing what they were created to do. But these gifts of the spirit, these are supernatural. They're miraculous. In the general use of the word miracle, I guess all these gifts are miraculous, but specifically speaking, no. For instance, the working of miracles as a specific act would be like Elisha uh, dividing the river, the river with a sweep of his mantle. So I, I want to define this. A miracle is a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature, a temporary suspension of the accustomed order through the Spirit of God. 2 Kings 2, let's look at this. 2 Kings 2, 9 through 14, and so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah had said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and they talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went on up in a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and his horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he went back and he stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah and that had fallen from him, and he struck the water, and he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. That's a miracle. That's a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature, a divine intervention. In my book, Seven Days with a Witch, long story short, a tornado had formed over the little town of Chautauqua, Kansas, the sirens are going off, lightning's crashing all around us. I remember we tried to go to some designated shelters in the town there only to find that they weren't unlocked. We were waiting for somebody to come un unlock them and nobody did. So we all ended up at the, at the school in town, along with most of the town. Uh, I guess these other places weren't open, so everybody goes to the school. So we were there and the emergency management people, they're kind of up on this little hill next to the school on their walkie talkies and and somebody on the other end is asking for reports. You know, what's going on? As so we got firefighters and police officers and, and so many of the people that were there with us, they went inside. But myself, along with a, a woman and another man, we stayed outside. And uh, we stepped out to the back of the school where we could see the funnel forming. This is where uh, behind us, over my left shoulder, so directly behind me is the school. And we're kind of standing out in a little field out there, like maybe a playground. Over my left shoulder, up on this little hill there, that's where all the emergency management people were. And so there's guys up there, and they're, they're on their walkie-talkies, and they're storm spotters. They're watching this thing. And, I mean, they're just, walkie-talkies are going off, sirens are going off. I mean, it's getting, it's getting hairy. 
And so we step out there and we can see this funnel. It's coming down. The emergency guys are yelling on the radios. It's coming. It's forming. We see it. And so I'm standing there and this woman steps out and she begins to speak to the storm. Well, to the, the uh, destructive spirit behind that storm. And she's telling it what to do. She's rebuking and commanding and demanding that it, that it dissipate and disappear right now. And every time she did that, it would go back up and then it would come back down. And so it's just about upon us at this point. And the lightning, I remember, was so violent, and that tornado was heading right for the school. And the emergency guys, they're calling it in, and she yelled at that thing, and I mean, she's pointing a finger at the sky, and I always liken it to this, like she's speaking to a spoiled brat. I mean, she's really giving it to it, this storm, you know. And then all of a sudden, it didn't just, like, go back up. This tornado's down. It didn't just, like, go back up. It just disappeared. I mean, nothing. I mean, just poof, gone. Remember those guys were standing there, their radios are blaring. What's going on? What's going on? You need to report in. It's gone. What do you mean it's gone? Is the school gone? No, the tornado, it's just gone. They didn't know what they had just seen. What they saw was a divine intervention in the ordinary course of nature, a temporary suspension in the accustomed order of nature. It's just gone. So in the realm of healing, miracles are often often received, uh, but they're not always the working of miracles. They are healing miracles. Everything that God does is miraculous in a sense, but it's not always a miracle like turning water into wine by just speaking a word. That's the working of miracles. Water to wine, the natural process of nature is a natural miracle, but turning water into wine as Jesus did in John 2 by speaking to it, well, that's the spiritual gift of working of miracles. A supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature, a temporary suspension of the accustomed order, an interruption of the system of nature as we know it, operated by the force of the Spirit of God. So here's one from the Old Testament, and I see that this really was uh, pretty prominent in, in the old, maybe a little bit more than the new. Although people were healed and the gifts of healing were in operation in the old, gifts of healings were more prevalent in the New Testament. We know that the working of miracles was used for miraculous deliverance of God's people from Egyptian bondage. We see that gift used when God convinced Pharaoh to let Israel go. A number of different miracles were worked there. Uh, we see in Exodus 7 when Aaron threw down his rod and it turned into a serpent. That was the, a working of a miracle. Exodus 8 when the dust was turned into insects and the other plagues followed. That was definitely the gift of working of miracles in operation. We see it again as they are coming out of Egypt and are faced with the Red Sea and that enemy's closing in behind them to bring them back into that slavery. Mountains on one side, the wilderness on the other, and the sea before them, the enemy's behind them, and it seemed hopeless. But Moses looked to the Lord God and he told him, stretch forth your rod. Moses obeyed and we know what? Well, the sea divided. That was a working of miracles. That divine intervention in the ordinary course of nature. Really, we see two gifts of the Spirit in operation in this story, the working of miracles to divide the sea and the gift of faith to keep it divided once they saw that. This was a continuing miracle for them to be able to walk through it. It didn't take just a minute or two to get all those people through, to go through on dry ground to the other side. We see that when the enemy thought that he would do the same, well, then we know the waters came crashing down and they drowned. Now, we can see this gift in operation for those who were in need, 1 Kings 17, 12 through 16. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And I see I'm, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we can eat it and then we're going to die. And Elijah said to her, don't fear, do not fear, go and as you do, as you've said, but 
Make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. So she went away and she did according to the word of Elijah. And, and, and she and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which was spoken by Elijah. So I, I guess I say this to say, what are we worried about? Oh, the economy and the food shortages. We have a miraculous God, people, who can and will provide. And we see this, and I, I won't go into the whole story, but we see it again with Elisha who was involved with that woman, the widow's pot of oil, and how it kept flowing until she had filled every vessel that she had and her neighbor's vessels as well. That one's in 2 Kings 4. But how about the New Testament stories? We know Jesus takes a little boy's lunch and he feeds 5,000 people with that. And not just that, but go gather up what was left and they had 12 baskets over in John 6. We know that this gift can be used to confirm the message that was preached. We see Paul preaching in Cyprus. And here's this guy, this sorcerer, standing with him. This is in Acts 13. And here's this guy trying to act like he's the power of God through sorcery. And so through the gift of working of miracles, Paul struck this man blind for a season and was assigned to others that, uh, hey, Paul's preaching is the truth, uh, not that guy. So we can see this gift used to deliver people from unavoidable dangers. We see the gift of faith can carry the person through the danger without being harmed in any way like Daniel in the lion's den. Now, he still got into the dangerous situation, but he was unharmed. But the working of miracles is different. It will actually change the circumstances that would even cause the danger. Paul was shipwrecked because that storm didn't cease until it blew itself out over in Acts 27. But uh, he didn't stand up and say, storm, you cease right now. But because God had spoken to him, he had supernatural faith to believe that even in this, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. He believed for divine protection and he received safety even though the ship was lost. But we see Jesus standing on on that boat in the storm in the sea in Mark 4 and we see something different. The working of miracles in that Jesus stands up and he commands peace, be still. And that changed the circumstances causing the danger. So again, just to be clear, the difference between the gift of faith and the working of miracles is that the gift of faith receives a miracle and the working of miracles works a miracle. One is passive. One is action. The working of miracles is used to display God's power. The Greek word for miracles is powers or, or explosions of almightiness. I like that one. Explosions of almightiness. It also means impelling, staggering wonders and astonishment. So we could say the gift of, the, of, of uh, this gift is the working of impelling, staggering wonders and astonishments or the outworking of explosions of almightiness. I love it. I love it. So let me say this. The the working of miracles is the mighty power of God working through a person. And, And let's go a little bit further. That individual person, as the spirit wills, this working of miracles, this gift, as it works through that person, This individual participates in the same power of God that was in manifestation when God created the world as he spoke the earth into existence. That's amazing. I mean, you think about that, that God would allow man to dare be able to to speak and to have the same power and the same results that he has. But of course, isn't that what the whole New Testament is all about? 
that Jesus came so that you and I could be in Christ and Christ in us. And as John 14, 12 says, that we could do the works and the greater works. We're created in God's image, in God's likeness, that when you and I speak, it's not just to convey a point, but when you and I speak, it's to create a thing. So when we see that God permits somebody through the power of the spirit to speak a word to the sea and it parts, it opens up, uh, opens up in the earth below, it dries up. That same God that created that water and the same God that created that earth has just allowed a bit of omnipotence as the spirit willed manifested in that person. I mean, you think about how amazing that is, that God would dare share that with his people. This is the mighty gift glorifying the God of all power, stimulating faith in the believers and astonishing and confusing the unbelievers of this world. Oh, for to one is given by the Spirit the working of miracles. So friends, listen, we've always got to be open and ready to be used by the Spirit of God as I believe that we will and should be seeing more and more of this to come in this season. Will you allow him? Will you allow him to use you? Oh, I know it says as the spirit wills, but I got to be honest with you. I feel like the spirit wills more than we see. Have we been in position to be used though? Would you surrender? Would you be used? Dare to step out into just a bit of his omnipotence. That weighty power of the almighty God. It's a big thing, but it's amazing. Hey, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the new Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. And until next time, I'm going to be open. I'm going to be ready to use, to be used in attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous.